What up, Tate Schoolers? Welcome to another great episode of Tate School of Fitness, Fitness Corner Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Mr. Jadoris Stewart. He is the creator of Bad Ordinary Threads. Doris has been in the game for a minute. You all probably have shopped at his store, and now he's online, a Gustav native and a very good friend of mine. Just want to welcome to the show today. How you doing today, my brother? I'm good. Good man, we're gonna start gonna get jump right into it. Want to ask you, um, you actually being a creative a creator yourself and being very creative and creative, and you created your own clothing line. Uh, we got to start from the beginning. What got you into fashion? What got you into clothes? Well, what got me into really, you know, producing and making them. Um, well, let's I'll go back to like 08. Um, I started just doing t-shirts for as like uh, schools, family reunions. Uh, I got into the screen printing and printing business like that. And I was just doing, uh, you know, like, unfortunately, like the RIP, you know, memorial type, type shirts. Um, like say for, you know, schools, you know, field day, homecoming, stuff like that. And then, you know, I started with that. And then later on, I ventured into opening the, the shoe store. Mm-hmm. And um, what I found extremely difficult when opening the shoe store was trying to get clothing brands. You know, so basically, I did it out of a need. I did it due to rejection. You know, I yeah. did it due to failing to be able to secure some brands. You know, you got a store, but you can't, you know, folks don't want to sell you the clothes. They want you to be this big whatever retailer, you know, and they give me in the run around. So I said, forget it. You know, the stuff that y'all doing and then the stuff that I'm really to buy from you, <laughs> I can do it myself. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, it just was popularity or the brands and they had a name, you know, the notoriety of them. And that's what people were wearing. But I was like, you know, I mean, I can print my own and I can create it. It's just that, you know, I didn't have a, you know, brand identity. So I had to just create that. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the shoe store was a big hit. I mean, definitely I have been uh, one of your supporters from the jump because I remember when the store was in the food line plaza, boy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We was, in, we was next to like big lots and yes. know, all of that. Yeah. I was over and William. Yeah, I was over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for like two and a half, and then we moved over to P. Georgia Road, and then I was there about six. I mean, I, I had a good strong eight and a half years, you know what I'm saying? I could have continued, but it was it was just something a little different that I wanted to create, you know, and just focus on the clothing. But, you know, um, I'll I get back into it, you know, as oh, yeah. far as a uh, two-story. I, I, I see myself going back with that, but I just wanted to establish myself in the fashion and streetwear brand you know, with my own brand. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, now I know that you're online and, and it's like perfect timing because it, with the pandemic and everything that we have going on, everyone is online. Like, so if you don't have an online presence, you don't have a home. So doing that transition, what what has been the biggest difference that you have seen from having the, having the building to now just online? Like, is it easier? Is it harder? Like, how is it? Sometimes yeah. that's the great part. You don't have yeah. interaction with people. I mean, I hate to sound like that, but you know, um, you know, everybody's not a great customer. You yeah. know, uh, so you know, but just being behind the scenes and 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 just being able to create—that's really where the fun is. I get to create more. I don't have to stop. You see, when I had the store, you know, I was creating. And I have to stop. I come up front, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll talk to the customers and you know provide great customer service, but. At times, you get, you know, kind of separated from what you're doing. So it might be days that I go and want to print, and I might not be able to print for two, three days because the way the traffic of the store. So yeah. um, I, I didn't have focus on my brand. And then that was what I really wanted to do. I wanted to create, you know, something for me. Um, but the difference is, like you say, it's, it's you work in your time frame. You yeah. know, if I just want to print, you know, if I go and start printing at 10 o'clock at night, I can print 10 o'clock at night and run till 4 or 5 in the morning when the world slowed down, my phone not going off, you know, no, you know, interactions from, you know, people. So I can do that. And then 
I can just relax and then yeah. just spend time during the day. Go, you know, what I, do what I need to do. And as far as my orders come, we just we just package them up and get them out. You know, so you can you can print heavy for you know two weeks straight and then just stop. And yeah. all your stuff is online and you just as it go. You know, so the the workload is different. I don't have to be at a store every yeah. day from this hour to that hour. So it frees me up. It's a little more relaxing. It's a little more, you know, time to, to, to you know, just unwind and relax. So it's, 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 I actually like that a little better, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, will I get back, um, to, like I say, a story? Yes, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you put in will a lot I, of hours. Will, will I be in the store this time? Probably not. Yeah. Like that, you know, <laughs> it'll be staffed this time heavily. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just about to say because you put in a lot of hours. I remember that you was always at that store. And when you look at when I when I think about an entrepreneur, I always think about you because I mean you set this you set the example. Like people talk about it, but you you work you work definitely. Yeah. And you one of the few that really had the real you know conversations. You know, man, you really talk or, mm-hmm. or you know, and you could you could you know just see and go, you know, know what I'm going through, you know, the others, you know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they all right, but yeah. with you, I'd be like, man, boy, I ain't been asleep in a day, <laughs> you know, I talked to you a little different, so, you yeah. know, it was, in the beginning, man, honestly, you know, people don't realize, man, I put a lot on my body, uh, I was, it was, it was honestly, that first two years, I would say, truthfully, about 20 hours a day, mm-hmm. six days out of the week, you know, and then that 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 seventh day when I say I'm gonna try to do a little rest or spend time with the fam and do some things like that, I would, but I'd be kind of exhausted. Yeah. And and they understood it. They knew what I was trying to do, but you know, I really, it really, I mean, and to be honest, I was actually, you know, when, as far as fitness, I was mm-hmm. in the best shape, you know, of my life right on that time because well, not in my life, you know, high school career, yeah, basketball, I was a little more in shape, but mm-hmm. you know, out of post. Absolutely. And that's another thing to your reach. You got you got a longer reach because of the simple fact that uh, you are online. So I can just imagine because Rocky Fresh, it was a I mean, strong brand. Like, absolutely. Uh, I know you put numbers on the board because you will see this person, that person. And now we live in a world of where social um, uh, you have to have that social um, not 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 awareness, but that social um, account of credibility. I guess you want, I want to say that and seeing, seeing with Rocky fresh that a lot of individuals was actually wearing it. So I could just tell, I never, we never had a discussion formally about it, but I could just tell that that brand was building and then boom, he go barely ordinary, you know? So, yeah, yeah I mean, barely ordinary, honestly, to this day still hasn't touched Rocky fresh in mm-hmm. our city. I mean, I honestly have not like, I, I haven't come close, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've done, you know, I, I didn't necessarily say I stopped, but, you know, I kind of went heavy with the barrel and it kind of took all my attention, but, um, Rock Fresh should be back, you know, 2021, mm-hmm. but I took away from it about like a year and a half or two and, and, and barely 
is a is a is a I guess more of a higher quality brand than Rocket Fish because the 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 garments are a lot. You know, it was created because once you start doing something, you learn. You learn better techniques. You learn, you know, better fabrics. You learn, you know, you get different places you can get things from. And the the things that I was printing on or wanted to move up to because Mm -hmm. just just natural evolution of you know what I'm saying knowledge of the, the my craft. I couldn't have a same price point, you know, and yeah. so people were so used to paying this amount for Rocky Fresh and me trying to take it to the next. I, I tested a little bit, but it wasn't really receptive mm-hmm. because you're used to paying this price point. But the price I'm selling to you at the the, the, the fabrics cost me that much, so yeah. I, I wouldn't, you know, I be, you know, I couldn't do it. Yeah, so I had to create a whole new brand, a whole new identity. And it was known for, you know, better quality. And people would still buy both, but you can put on a barely ordinary garment and realize that the the, 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 the feeling of it was, you know, higher yeah. quality. So, yeah. you know, um, it, like I say, I started, you know, with the Rock Fresh, but, mm-hmm. you know, barely, barely, barely still hasn't tested because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you remember, I would say honestly about, I would think it might have been, I would say it was 2000. 15, if not 15, it was 16. I absolutely, I don't know how to put it, but killed homecomings. Mm, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Every school yeah. in the city, <laughs> you know, people might not be aware, but we got what, like eight, nine, ten high schools yeah. you know, in the city, but like every homecoming you went to, and it was just like a, 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 a social media time. And everybody was cracking jokes and competing and yeah. talking trash. So yeah. I was hiking with that. Mm-hmm. And so I was dropping for each school two and three, four mm-hmm. different designs. And all of them were selling out. I would have to call my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. We was staying overnight. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I said, so yeah. ordinary. I've had success with the numbers and just the amount of garments and the amount of money. I still haven't caught up with the Rocky Fresh because the way that, you know, I did, you know, with that brand, I, I I had Rocky Fresh, but I would make Rocky Fresh for different things, like like say for the schools. Mm-hmm. But then I have my Rocky Fresh logo and, and, and you know yeah uh, yeah you know like they signature on it. So like I say, when I did that that year, it was I'm talking about yeah it went and, and yeah. Year, I, it, it was it was great as well. And then you know that's when everybody else caught on. Was like, hey, we see what he's doing. I'm trying to make shirts. I'm trying. Yeah. I kind of knew. I knew it was coming, so I kind of, mm-hmm. you know, bagged back on, you know, what I was doing because yeah. I was I was front loaded heavy when I when I because I was the only one and I knew it. I'm talking. About, I was spending thousands ahead of time, knowing that I'm going to print this stuff and I'm going to be able to sell it. So yeah, you know, the, like when it hit by. 17, 18, I kind of slowed up a little bit because you had so many people that was saturated, you know, so yeah. um, I still had success in it, but, you know, I didn't fail because I didn't front load as much, you know what I'm saying, garments and, and cotton as I did when when um, I first hit. So, yeah. you know, I didn't lose because I didn't I didn't try to do what I, you know, did in the past. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, that was a, a crazy time because it seemed like everybody had your shirt on. <laughs> Like, yeah. where, where you was at, everybody had your shirt on. You know, whenever like I came back home. The, like you said, with the credibility, that earned me the the, the, the the ability to start Barely Ordinary, really, because people who not necessarily going to wear my clothing, but they were wearing and supported their school. It was their paraphernalia for the school and things like that, and they realized it was quality. And then, you know, I, like you say, I gained credibility mm-hmm. within, you know, all types of people. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, not just my age bracket, the younger ones, the, the older. Um, and so they, they they knew that I had, you know, something. And I kind of had a name. Everybody kind of, you know, found out who I was then. Yeah. And so when I, that, that allowed me an easier entry into saying I got this higher brand and I'm selling it at this point. They already knew. Oh, he got some quality. You know, yeah. they like, I don't know if that's gonna. You know, they. I had to earn their trust and respect. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And that that goes a long way. Again, like I say, they when people see you and see that the passion and the work that you put into your craft, they're more inclined to 
shot with you, period. You know, and individuals don't understand it. And one of the biggest, one of the biggest lessons I have learned in being an entrepreneur is you have to have that quality, but they have to see it. So you got to make sure that you, you get it out and your campaign. I like the way that you market because it seemed like it's, again, it shows a little, it's, it's different from the usual streetwear a campaign. You'll put up a fit with the shoes and all, and that's it. It speaks for itself. So to me, that's like that's like a bad boy. You know, you see bad boy, you know what it is. We ain't got to talk. You know, so out of rock or whatever. So I like I like how you campaign. I, I have to ask you because we talk about the bear, we talk about ordinary. What made you come up with the bear and like the the, the logos? Uh, how did you come come to say this is it? trying to come up with a name and trying to come up with a brand it is hard because you know mm-hmm. you got to kind of stick with it you got to find something that 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 that, that um, can relate and, yeah. and that and, and you honestly has to be true it has to be true people can kind of see through it you know mm-hmm. you have to kind of believe in it you have to really really you know and when i and when i did the bad ordinary you know i just thought about myself you know what i'm saying just just all the way in like you know I'm like everybody, you know, I'm a human, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's the ordinary part. But, like, I'm barely like everyone else. Like, you know, honestly, growing up, and you know the areas we grew up in and mm-hmm. things of that nature, you know, and it's not a knock against those people around there, but I was, you know, I was always a little different, you mm-hmm. know, as far as, like, out of all of those, I was the more uh, academically inclined. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm also from the hood too yeah you know I, you know and, and i was like it like them but i was barely like them like i was the only one with a dirt bike you know or mm-hmm. something like that i was fortunate enough or and, and you know i go to the country and my family had land a little bit you know and i yeah i have to go on the weekend and help my aunt worm the goats so i got to chase goats and catch them you know mm-hmm. and i can ride the, like i say ride all the atvs and and, you know, when I was younger, I won't do it now, but it's kind of scary. You know, my mm-hmm. daughter has horses, but, you know, <laughs> riding the horses when I was little, you know, yeah. I'd get on the horse down there, you know. So I was like, you know, I was different, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I can relate. So I can relate. And, and that, that um, the, how would you say, the, the nerd or, yeah. the, the yeah. or, or the weird dude at school or the weird kid or whatever. Yeah. I always was drawn to that, you know, mm-hmm. and I would talk to them. I'd be the only one. You know, and I was always kinda I guess you would say popular, but I I wasn't too popular for anyone. You know mm-hmm. that, that that we had a guy, you know, like I say in high school that wore a jacket year round, you know, and it was just like weird. People would pick on mm-hmm. him and stuff like that. And I was just like, go talk to him man. Yeah. And I learned talking and I was always, you know, if it was the homeless person, I come out of the store, they'll ask for something. I might say something, and they say, no, I'm having a conversation with them. Yeah. You know, I've always just, just, you know, I was drawn to different things. Yeah. Like they say the creatives or that free spirit or that mm-hmm. that guy sitting out the side of Miller Mushroom or something with a guitar. You know, I'm going I'm to talk to him. You know, yeah. so it was, it was, I had, I really looked at myself, and it, and it came from that. And it's like, you know, you're ordinary, but you're different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's embracing my differences. And for the longest, I kind of hid it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and the only one I really knew was, you know, Terrell, Terrell Harris. You know, mm-hmm. far yeah. as like in middle school, they would want to put me in those classes with him and, and all those things being smart. And I would mess up on a test on purpose. So you wouldn't make me look like I was, you know, and so I, I have schoolwork and I'll finish it. And then I'm cracking jokes in class, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because it's not challenging. And yeah. then, you know, they looking at me and my teacher telling my mom, like, well, he's doing he's doing exceptional work, but he's yeah. just, you know, disrupting the class because now he's bored. You know, yeah. so those things and they really and I realized like, you know, I'm different, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, yeah. I'm ordinary. You know, I can I can I can go in the hood and people can relate. I can go in a boardroom and people can relate. You know, yeah. I dealt with you know with my job with the recreation park, work for the city, being a center director. I, you know, I'm sitting with meetings with the mayor and, mm-hmm. and commissioners and stuff like that. So I can do it in a boardroom. I can do it, you know, on a block. You know, yep. it was just so I'm ordinary, but I'm different. I'm yeah. fairly ordinary, and it kind of just stuck with me. And that mm-hmm. stuck with me. I slept on it, you know, 
couple nights, it wasn't no rush. And then it just, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, what logo? And then it was kind of, you know, people were into the graphic images. And, and to be honest, I kind of regret it later because I picked a bear, but bear was like barely, mm-hmm. bear. Yeah. So it kind of together. But yeah. then like so many people came with a bear. You know, I'm like, oh my God. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Of course, you know, Ralph Lauren later mm-hmm. get his bear and had it, but then you had the Kanye bear and mm-hmm. you got so many brands that yeah. had a bear. And I'm like, oh man, I started it and I done started pushing it was listen to me, boy, to promote a bear. Yeah. The logo was a bear. You know yeah. what I mean? You had the the, the the cause bear and all of that. I'm like, oh. Yeah. But, you know, I, I made the well of the storm. So, yeah. I mean, and it come from that. And then another thing, it's like little hidden things. And I think I might have said this one time before, but people don't realize, like, all of my garments, you know, it's, it's the tag isn't in the neckline. Okay. You know, um, and the thing about, you know, people who wear my garments and the people who really kind of just buying to me or relate to me, they're different. They're either entrepreneurs, they're free spirit, they're, they're people like yourself, mm-hmm. outgoing, but we're, 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 we're multifaceted. You mm-hmm. can't really, like, label us. Yeah. You can't say, you know, Tate is a, a nurse, or Tate <laughs> yeah. is a, a, is a fitness trainer. Yeah. Man, this man is a humanitarian <laughs> everything. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. can't really label us. Yeah. So, you know, by selling garments, you have to have a label. Yeah. So I have to put it in there, but I'm not going to do it where they ordinarily do it. Yeah. Because you can't label us. Yeah. You know, people who are barely ordinary, you can't label us. True. So the labels are in the back bottom of my garment. Mm. And it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a, 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 a old to saying, you know, basically kiss my behind when you try to label me. Yeah. So the label, when you put your shirt on yeah. and you pull it down, the label is on your butt. It's basically telling people, you know, kiss my behind trying yeah. to label me. I'm yeah. barely ordinary. I'm different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's like a unique feature, but people may not have ever known why I put the label there. So yeah. um, I'm not sure if I ever said it publicly, you know, mm-hmm. what it means. Um, But that's basically what it is. It's like, you know, we can't really be labeled. I'm not, you know, I'm not just, you know, um, a shoe store owner, but yeah. then he's a, He's a clothing designer. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he, you don't, you don't know what I, what, what it is that I do. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and you know, far as you know, the works we do in the city with the group I'm in, you know, we we we're pushing and heavy, you know, about things for the black culture, and and you know, you know we were responsible for like the first major Juneteenth events here. So yeah, you can say, you know, I, I, I'm I'm part of that. So you can't really label what it is that I am. So. um but I have to have the label. That's the ordinary part. Yeah. But the part about being bad ordinary is like you really can't label me. So, you know, kiss my behind. So yeah. it's down there, you know, when you put your shirts on. So Absolutely. that's like a unique feature, you know. And then when I started to sell to retailers, it was kind of different for them because, you know, when you hang the garment up, you know, people try to look for the size right yeah. there. And it's like, can you just put the label up there? No. Nah. <laughs> nah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Sell my product like that or not, you know. Um, exactly. So I mean, that's just that's I, that's just my signature, yeah, you know. Exactly. And we can't skip over also, yeah, about the Juneteenth event, you and your group. Can we talk a little bit about uh, how you actually got involved in that group and what made you all say, you know what, we're going to do June, Juneteenth? Well, I mean, it's, it's a group of, uh, I think it's what, 11 of us, 11 mm-hmm. brothers that, you know, um, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes to pinpoint exactly how something yeah. started. But yeah. it, it started, and then we just, you know, we talked about it. And then, you know, uh, DJ Swag has the studio. We met down there, a couple of us. We were like, man. And then, basically, it's, uh, we call him Texas. Dude mm-hmm. named Kesey. Mm-hmm. He's from Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's big there. So I can basically say, I guess we can say it really started with him. Mm-hmm. You know, telling us about, you know, the, the actual event there, it's, it's, it's huge, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, like people celebrate, you know, that's where it really originated anyway, Juneteenth, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. um, they were the last ones to be notified, you know, that slavery had ended, so, uh, it was, it's a big thing there, so we will tell us about it, and we were like, you know what, man, I don't really know nothing about that here, you know, and I'm not one of those, you know, true, true historians on everything mm-hmm. to where, you know, how they say they're woke and all oh, y'all mm-hmm. people cheating. No, I'm not one of those. Mm-hmm. But I just I just thought it was time for us to kind of 
learn some other stuff. And, and then just talking to people. And I, I had, you know, elderly people in my family that really never heard of Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. And we was just started about creating awareness. And so we put on a nice event. You know, we put it on on Father's Day. Um, and so we're this year we weren't able to do it due to, you know, the pandemic yeah. or whatever. But uh, we're, we're now about three, four years strong. Mm-hmm. And, and the crowd is growing, awareness. You know, uh, we, we've been, you know, recognized as, as you know, pretty much the official Juneteenth events here, which we're not trying to lay claim and say we own Juneteenth. Eventually, we want everybody to just celebrate it like you do, you know, 4th of July or any yeah. other holiday. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But we, we, we put on an event that if you want to come out to it, mm-hmm. come out to it. But we wanted to make it to where, you know, everybody's celebrating at their home or getting together as families. It become a traditional thing to celebrate, you know, Juneteenth. And, you know, I'm not going to say we're responsible for it, but just mm-hmm. through so much going on in the world and awareness and now, you know, just the treatment of, of us as, 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 you know, uh, people, mm-hmm. you know, so now it is officially in Augusta going to be recognized for as you know, yeah. the city. The city will be off uh, yeah. coming 2021. That'd be the first year. And we kind of, kind of, you know, joking and say, you know, yeah, we kind of help bring that to happen, but you know, yeah. we didn't, we didn't sit with the mayor or anything like that to make yeah. it happen. But with the events, I mean, he's come to, you know, and um, people when they were running for elections, they'll come speak and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, it was known that that's what we were doing. So um, it just, it just feels good when, when it's anything that you're doing, you kind of help somebody learn something that they didn't know. Yeah. You know. Um, especially when it's dealing with us as black people and just our heritage and just, you know, things that make us go forward, you know, it's not the truly, truly, you know, heart on the past of all the slavery and all those things, but, you know, it just gives us something to celebrate, you know, us, you know, we were free-ish, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're still fighting for, you know, um, things, but it just yeah. makes us know we're still fighting and we're, we still have challenges and obstacles, and hopefully, it makes us come together as a people more. And if, if that holiday becomes more, and it's shown what it's about, and it's love, it may in turn, you know, turn away some of the negative things we do towards one another. Yeah, so, absolutely. Know, just as a, as a holiday of love, and you know, just we was we was coming from that, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're moving forward. So you know, that's always a holiday for us. You know, as a group, to want to promote moving forward. You know, and doing bigger and better things as a people, you know, yeah. whether that's, you know, loving our brother more, you know, or helping our brother more or our sister, you know, just protecting each other more. Mm-hmm. It's just about that, you know, a holiday that's just that's, that's celebrating us, you know, officially us. We'll celebrate, you know, they do Cinco de Mayo. That ain't us, you know, yeah. but we, now we can actually celebrate us, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, that's just something we wanted to do as a group, you know, and, you know, you, you when you're blessed, you know, and a lot of us, you know, are entrepreneurs around the city have different you know, businesses and things of that nature. And we're not doing it because we feel we owe it. It's just things that you begin to now to want to express and, and yeah. show and, you know, so yeah. that's just, you know, what it is. Yeah, that's... Um That's a beautiful thing because, again, the event uh, has been going on for three years and it seemed like the crowd just continues to grow. So more people are discovering, they're figuring out what it is. And especially last year, because last year was uh, that, well... You want to say 400 years since the first um, enslaved African touched these souls last year. So it was huge last year in a lot of places because people was paying more attention. Um, So I can only imagine how it's going to be next year. And definitely I will be uh, I will be in the place to be next year. It seems like every time it's hosted, I'm either out of the country or somewhere, but I'm going to try my best to make sure that I'm there. Um, Yeah. Absolutely, all the time, man. I um, I have to ask you though, because again, you being eight years in, and a lot of people, you know, they phase out, fade out, like maybe five, not even five years these days. It seems like people just pop up with something, then they're gone. I have that. What has been the most challenging thing during your journey when it comes to what you do? Brand, how do you put it? Um, to 
should really be recognized as a true brand, meaning mm-hmm. that when they think of I got to get me a fit, they think of the true brand. It's mm-hmm. a difference. Like I tell a few people, you know, I don't, you know, I got a habit of it. I don't really talk business with a lot of people because it's kind of, I guess, a little sometimes frustrating because they often, you know, you, you don't really have a real like a fairy tale when they be thinking of talking about business yes. so I would kind of talk to them but if yes. I correct them or if I say some things they kind of take it the wrong way mm-hmm. but you know I'm like I can't talk to you in a fairy tale way because you know I've, I'm doing it and I really know what it's like so yeah. sometimes you know you, you don't talk to them like they were expecting so you know I don't really talk about it a lot but the hardest part is really, you know, when I, like I say, when I tell a few people is after the support, like people, like when people say, oh, I support you, you know, people always, when they say they, uh, they, they start a business, I want my little you know, people to support me. I want people to support me. I want yeah. people to support me. I very quickly stop saying that. I stop thinking that way. It's not about support because a person can come buy a shirt from you one time or come buy. Uh, uh, whatever you're selling, or they can come to your 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 class, mm-hmm. you know, like you for one time. Mm-hmm. And in, in their heart, in their mind, and they really truly feel, I done supported them, and they did. Mm-hmm. They honestly did. So what you asked for, it was fulfilled. Yes. You can't run a legit business or have longevity off of support. Yeah. I mean, people use that for that word and say thank you for supporting me or whatever. It is supporting you, mm-hmm. but. If you ask people to support me, if I come out and buy something one time, I support it. Yeah. But yeah. I want to, I want, the hardest part is creating that brand, though. It's creating that, that, that in their mind when they think of it. Like, absolutely. absolutely. I need to go, I need, I've got to wear something this weekend. I'm going to this. And I need, that's, that's the hardest part to make that next part for them to think about. I want to get one of his shirts to wear to this mm-hmm. versus. Or, or when I had the store, I got to go to Fresh to get something versus going to the mall. Yeah. You know, it was, it was hard to break that because so what, what did we have here that we went to? Did anybody stop that? And I'm not saying I'm just something special, but I just don't recall in my lifetime a spot where we went to other than the mall to say we was going to get clothes. Yep. And it was legit and going to get shoes and footwear. I, I don't know. It. If it was, it was maybe... You know, like dress clothes a long time ago when they went downtown to Rubens or or, or Swint on, on when they got the shoes shine and clean. Yeah. But other than that, so that was the hardest part of me was really developing, I guess, brand loyalty, brand recognition. And, you know, like they say, you might see 3,000 brands and logos in a day, but you don't even realize you've seen that many. Yep. Just like sitting in your car walking by the parking lot, you'd have passed a Toyota a uh, uh, Honda, you know, <laughs> yep. Mercedes, all them logos, but you ain't really paying attention. But yeah. that one, you seen that Mercedes that you like, so I had to be that Mercedes amongst all them other, you know. And and it was hard, and especially when you're trying to do it to someone that don't know you or see it on yeah. Instagram. It was creating that trust, but yeah. creating that because so much scamming and so much poor quality, so much BS is out there. You spend your hard-earned money. And then you get crap in the mail. They send you a beautiful picture, you know. So mm-hmm. the hardest part is really becoming a brand that they recognize or think of. You know, that's the hardest part of it all. I'm telling you, that's that's why they wonder why people spend thousands, thousands of dollars on you know uh, marketing and advertising mm-hmm. because that's that's what it takes until people really trust. You know, and then you got to think how strong it is. Imagine Walmart saying something negative right now. Yeah. People are gonna have to fight themselves not to go there because they just so Yeah, that brand. That brand is tattooed. Know, that's what they do, yeah. And, and then a lot of people don't know, you know, like, you know, I've studied and things like this. Like you have a Walgreens and a CVS right across the street from each other. Yep. Pretty much everywhere you go. Yep. Have you ever seen any one of them go out of business? Not at all. <laughs> in both places where you go, you see all the food right there. Yep. You got McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, whatever is right there. That's 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 by design. Yep. They know they know it's gonna succeed. Like, yes, you're competing against McDonald's, but you're not really because in a person's mind in that city, when they think I'm hungry, I need to go eat, they're gonna go to that area. Absolutely. Now, you, yeah. you brought them all to that area. Absolutely. Now it's just between us four. And guess what? They're going to be 
be hungry five days. So they're going to come to you one day. Mm-hmm. I go back to that area. I just had McDonald's, so I'm going to eat Chick-fil-A. So they all succeed off of that. But I didn't have that area. I didn't have nobody who was shopping outside of the mall. So yeah. I didn't. Have, I had to create people, trust, mind, to think of, I'm going to go and to this event. I'm going to go to this concert. I'm going to go to the club. I want to wear. And the thing first to even come to me, and second, they even wear my clothing. You know, yeah. so yeah. that was the hardest part. And I'm still doing it, trying to go national and far to create that brand that people know in, you know, other cities, you know what I'm saying? So far as my city, I've, I've established myself and I've earned it and I created it. But that was the most difficult thing to do for us. Yeah. You know? Brad, uh, Brad. Brand establishment is always the hardest, uh, one of the hardest things as an entrepreneur, period. Because again, you think to yourself, we don't, everyone I have on here, we didn't, we didn't come from a silver spoon. So we are creating this blueprint as we go. And that being said, even with marketing, you don't know if you're doing too much or you're not doing enough. So that's a tricky balance. And that's all about brand building. You have to have that where I always tell everybody uh, that are involved with Tate School of Fitness, when I, when people think of fitness, I want them to think of us, period. First thing, you need your meal prep, you need a program, whatever. Think, so that's why we try to always get it out there and instill that trust with the people who do work with us. Um, so I know that is, I, I agree a hundred percent. That is one of the hardest things, uh, but it's not all bad. So I have to ask you what has actually been one of your happiest moments or one of your biggest moments with your brand so far. Yeah. Began to run down my face like, 
like my mama coming in here shopping and she's trying to find my clothes to put on to go with. I'm her son, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it was like that was one of the proudest moments, you know, for me. And then another one was, you know, when I when I decided, you know, I'm kind of I just do stuff on my own. Yeah. And so when I was remodeling the store, it was pretty much me. I ordered everything. I, I ordered the design way that I could do it, you know, mm-hmm. just based on myself. But I was in there doing it, and the next thing I know, you know, um, a brother pull up, and my auntie, and they call coming in there, and they like, we finna help you. My little sister come, the brother, you know, all everybody come. My, my brother-in-law, my sister, everybody came in, and they just started working. They mm-hmm. ain't asked me nothing, like, started working. And then after a while, they like, where this go? Where this gonna do? Mm-hmm. And basically, and I look around, and I see all of them really putting time and effort and I ain't asked them and they oh well you ain't gonna ask nobody you know and that was like a very proud moment you know for me and it's like and that wasn't even really monetarily you know so those are the proudest moments but just outside of like those that about to make me cry moments you know yeah it was just it's just you know um the respect from people that kind of had involvement in me, you know, as far as like, um, you know, my coach just passed, coach Q, he just passed, God bless him, you know, amazing man, man. I mean, amazing man. And just him to come by and just stop and talk to me and say, Hey, I want you to be part of this. And it's, it's, you know, they get the football player of the weekend. I want to make sure that they're wearing your brand because you're a product of, of these, this, this high school, athletics program here you know and and and, you know i would donate to you know every time the player of the week you know they got something and just him coming in and just talking to me you know um miss stokes that taught me you know in high school come in and buy stuff just those things the way they they see that you know they be wanting they be wanting to support stuff that turns out right Mm-hmm. It's so much negative and so many kids go the wrong way and things like that. These elderly people, you know, be wanting to go and support and be like, man, you know, they look for that. Yeah. And so for me to be able to create that and they come in there and smile and be happy to spend their dollars with me. And I know some of them didn't even wear that type of stuff, but they're yeah. going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So those are like the, the proudest moments, you know, for me, you know, seeing that, you know, um, people would just, you know, shop and then, you know, um, one of my best friends, Paul, his mom, you know, she passed away from cancer, but just just her, you know, he was my roommate in college, but just her every time thinking, I got to get something for Paul. Yeah. What, what, he, what would he like? What would he want? You yeah. know, and every time it was, she was coming to me and just, just getting stuff. You know, those moments you sit back and think like, you know, these people really understand and I, I really made it and I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm something that they can, you know, proud. And just sometimes hearing them talk about me and, you know, they want to, be, oh, this is my, this is my boy here. This is my, this is my son. Mm-hmm. He's like my son. And they get to talk about me, you know, and it feels good to know that, you know, I, I really, you know what I'm saying, you know, turned out the right way and trying to do things and, you know, uh, something that somebody can be proud of. So once I started, you know, and it's not just, if I was doing, if I was selling, you know, anything if i was you know a teacher not saying that's a bad thing if i was anything you know they'll do it but knowing that i went on my own and just doing something that my mind tell me every day and that it's solely run off of me and you know it's not a collective it's just knowing that it's something that i created and, and and people are that proud of and then when people begin to start saying hey i'm going out of town i gotta make sure i rep us i'm taking yeah. some bad with me those yeah. are the moments that just make me realize it's worth it you know yeah absolutely and i always i feel like being a creator uh is a superpower because you see it you have it and you put it out there and it's like it's like i don't have any children yet but it's like it's your kid so you put it out there and you want to guard it but you also want it to grow and experience things and you both in your brand has you know what i mean i feel from me sitting back watching uh, I just feel like you put it out there, it has grown and it has morphed into something that, you know, people can stand on in Augusta because it's like, yo, this is this is this is Augusta here. This was created here. We buy it here and we take it everywhere. So, um, you know, I tell you all the time, 
I'm very proud of what you what you have accomplished on your own and pushing the brand out and following your dreams and not letting all the ups and downs that come with this just knock you knock you completely out of the game. Um, I want to ask you if what advice would you give to your younger self? You know, because I, I this this show a lot of kids listen to it. So, what advice would you give your younger self? Yeah. Go at it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and the reason I would say that for my younger self, because I know I know at, at a young age I still was, you know, calculated with stuff I did. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't, you know, but somebody's just starting out, I would tell them make sure they learn. You know, make sure you really know what you're doing and really, you know, follow your passion. See, see this is something I'm passionate about. And often a lot of people get into something because they see somebody else doing it or they see that they made success from it. But that's that's not necessarily you're gonna be able to wear that same, you know, you're not gonna be that successful. You can't put that same coat on and look the same way. You know what I mean? So it's just but telling my younger self, I would tell myself, you know, go at it, go hard and and, and go with your first mind. No doubt. Some things I kinda waited on and, and kind of, you know, I think this, I think that, nah, you know, once, once it comes to you and, you know, you think about it, you know, don't, don't just rush, but, you know, think about it, go for it. You know, yeah. um, some things I was, I would have been like two years ahead of the game of mm-hmm. everybody. I mm-hmm. kind of thought about it and then eventually somebody did something similar, you know, but, um, it's just, just go, just go ahead and do it, man. Believe in yourself, you know, and, 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 and take the risk, man. I'm talking about, you know, take it. I mean, true enough, make sure they calculate the risk. Don't just, you know, people be proud. Say, oh, I left my job, whatever. No, don't just leave your job. I mean, yeah. really make sure you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just, you know, they, they try to make us, a lot of entrepreneurs try to make it like we're better than them because we left a job or we did this and that. Don't, don't do that. No, no. You can do, you can do both mm-hmm. until you get a good, strong enough footing mm-hmm. and then leave, you know. But I was fortunate and blessed enough that when I, you know, took my risk and took my gamble, you know, I was successful at it. A lot of people aren't, you know. And sometimes it's because they misjudge what it really was they wanted to do. They weren't really passionate because when you're passionate, you're going to see it all the way through. Yep. It's just you eat, you eat, sleep, and breathe it. And it's not like whether you, you're just not going to fail. You just you, It's just part of you. You're going you're gonna to mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. Now, I can go out here and try to say read a book and take a few courses and be a certified trainer. But I'm not gonna be able to do what Tate's doing because yeah. Tate got that love for this. Tate yeah. don't get up. I'm be like, man, I'm, I ain't going to that. That's not me. That's not. That's yeah. not what I'm into. That's not the, the, the you know what I'm into. I, I need to get the way I you know exercise for myself. You know, yeah. but I'm not that person to go out here and say I'm finna be this trainer, mm-hmm. Tate School of Fitness. I can do it because he did it. No, I know I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, just know what it is that you really enjoy, what you like, and what you gonna really be willing to go to bat for it because it's going to be things that make you want to quit but you know you're not you you gotta love it almost like you refer to like your kid Mm -hmm. like your kid can do that you're not gonna stop loving him your kid can do this wrong you're not gonna just forget about it and throw it to the wayside so when your business don't do this you're not gonna just throw it away you're not just gonna give up and move on to the next so it got to be something that's just like your your kids you know what i'm saying and people kind of have ran this in the ground when they just say stuff trying to market their clothes or products. I used to say it, you know, fresh is a lifestyle. I did mm-hmm. that back in 2012. But it really has to be or become your lifestyle, yes. your life, whatever yes. it is that you do. I mean, I know you you probably go to some events, sporting, and you can look at a person and see, man, if I was training him, if I if, yeah. I, if he just did this and worked on that, yeah. you, you sitting at a restaurant, you can see something, you mm-hmm. just thinking about it. You know, mm-hmm. it, you can't turn it off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's when you know that's what you really supposed to, you can't turn it off. That's true. I go somewhere, I'm looking at everybody, and I'm not just, I'm staring, but I'm mm-hmm. looking like how he put that together. That's mm-hmm. that's dope. I'm going to put that, how she put that together. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I look at women a lot, and it's not in that sense, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like that. But sometimes I have to catch myself because I don't want them to think I'm just, you know, like yeah. just staring at them or I'm going to try to flirt or I'm just this this weird dude. But like women throw colors together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where I get a lot of stuff from. I might be at Applebee's or at a basketball game and I see this woman walk by and I'm like, 
ain't no way in the world I would have put them two clothes together. Mm-hmm. And then about three weeks or two weeks later, I got a shirt dropping and I threw my clothes <laughs> together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I'm, 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 I'm always working, but I'm, I'm not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But if I go to a sporting event, I'm sitting here looking like, man, all these people got a shirt on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could exactly. If I would have been able to do something the third, what I can do to get in front of these people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, so I'm always I'm always, you know, you know, so if it's something like you know you can't turn off, that's something that you know you could probably do that's and it and make a hit out of it and, and, and really truthfully be successful. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what cause people always, you know, for a while, um Eric Thomas. I, I say his name with motivational speakers. That's my that's my guy. I used to listen to Eric all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you and he always say he started off with your why, but and people always say, what is my why? That's your why. If you can't turn it off, that's your why. That's it. You don't need nothing else. Now you need to focus, laser focus, and get it because you you can't put it to bed. You're not gonna be able to rest until you do it. So yes, when you if you start at a young age. You have more time on your side. So why not? Go ahead and mess up. Get it done. So when you, it's 10 years, 15 years into the game, you done seen, you know, almost seen it all. So I think, yeah, so start younger and get it done. And of course, this is a health uh, podcast. So I got to ask you, during the pandemic, um, everybody had a lot more time on their hands. Did you pick up any healthy habits like getting more rest, uh, eating a certain way, walking, meditation, anything? Did you pick up any healthy habits during this time? Mental, mentally. Yeah. Of course, I didn't do a lot of I didn't do a lot of you know physical mm-hmm. um, stuff during the pandemic, but um, I used to just be thinking and saying you know like you know and it's crazy that it happened and, and I just used to be like man if I could just just stop and slow the world down for a little bit and let me get all this stuff and catch up and push it out, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was always like everything was moving so fast paced. And so one day, you know, um, I just sat there like, yeah, the world really did just stop. You've been mm-hmm. asking for this and just saying it, you know. And so I just been, you know, taking time. You know, and I, I had a bad habit of not just resting at, at all. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was. You know, if something you know, pop up in my head, you know, I'll um, just decide, just let me get in here and start working on something yep. or, or doing it or doing this, doing that. But I've, I've been making a conscious effort now to just realize that sometimes you have to stop and slow down. You have to just sit down. And, and I've always been grateful and I've always been thankful for everything I have and just being humble about that. But sometimes you just... We took for granted just the ability to walk around freely in the yep. store and just just go. Now we got to put on masks. Like mm-hmm. if somebody told you that a year or two ago, well you mm-hmm. have, you ain't gonna be able to go in the store without a mask on. You know, like yeah. you know, we only seen that overseas countries mm-hmm. where they was covered up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of a pandemic, but it just made you. It just made me stop and think. You know, and I just had to reevaluate myself, and, and it really. I set new goals and, and just far as making me realize that I need to take better care of me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I oftentimes put, you know, of course, family, my kids, um, um, the business, mm-hmm. everything before me and before my health. I can be, like, to be honest, man, I don't even be recognized or realizing I was sick. I only have time to get sick. And I really mm-hmm. and I said that you know, my, my homeboy one day, I was like, man, I only have time to get sick. That's why I don't get sick. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, when you got to be sick, I always got something to do. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. You know, but now I'm like, when I had to stop and you couldn't go nowhere, and you yeah. wasn't going, you had to sit in the house, you had to do this. And I realized then, like, my body was really tired. Mm-hmm. My body was exhausted, you know, um, and just knowing that, like, I can't keep going like that. Yeah. So now the process is I begin to say, I'm going to have to relinquish some of this. I'm going to have to, you know, put together a team and people going to have to handle this. People going to have to handle that because the success level I've reached, you know, I can't do it all on my own. And, it's, and I'm, I've capped that and stopped mm-hmm. trying and stop, you know, so just mentally. 
I started to just sit down sometime. I just sit on the edge of my bed, just, you know, hang my head down and just, just meditate and just, just, you know, sometime I try to just think about some things all the way through. And then sometime I just sat there and tried not to think about nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to clear your head and not think about, cause I started thinking about some with the clothes, some with some, you know, I was like, don't think about nothing business related, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, now I take time out of each day, you know, at least I would just stop if it's to watch a video, you know, that ain't got nothing to do with business or watch something on my phone or something. And now I do it, you know, every day I take probably about an hour mm-hmm. of, of absolutely nothing, meaningless, pointless. It ain't benefiting me no kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might sit on Facebook and read everybody's stuff. I mean, I didn't comment. Just yeah. something that I know they don't do, yeah. you know, because I, got, I had a time limit on my Facebook, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I don't know if people know that it has that option, but my time limit used to be on mine was like 25 minutes. Yep. And like, if I hit 25 on that day and that little bird pop up and it tell you reach your limit, mm-hmm. I wouldn't touch it no more, period, that day, because yep. you can get lost in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But honestly, to answer your question, um, it was just mentally to know and to just stop, you know. Um, I used to be nonstop, always going, yeah. always doing it. Somebody got this going on. I would make sure I go. I try to do this. But, you know, even though I have business, if business absolutely don't allow it, I didn't have a problem telling people no. But I had started trying to make an effort to go to, like, uh, almost everything somebody asked me. But then I just had to say no. I, I, I What you going to do for you? So I just sat, you know, and just try to do nothing. Yeah. You're dying in now. So that's the pandemic basically slowed me up and made me realize, you know, that, that, you just need to sit sometime, and that's what we had to do. We were forced yeah. to sit. Yeah, know? definitely. And that and that's hard. It definitely it's hard when you're constantly going. And a lot of people was like stuck. They was lost. Their identity. They really ain't know who they were. Cause it's like, yo, what, what am I doing now? Cause I'm used to getting up and going until the work is done. But now it's like, oh, you got to stay in the house. You know, yeah. period. You know, you you have to stay in the house. So yeah, that was um. You gotta stay in the house or die, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, you know, they they create that fear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, well, you're gonna catch this, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like really, like, man, I ain't going nowhere. Exactly. Later on, you know, you eventually start to move by a little more cautious. But in the beginning, I didn't do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most people didn't. Yeah, uh, most people didn't. I mean, it was so it up here in Atlanta. It was so um crazy that. I know that they gave us a, a letter to present to the police as we got pulled over to show them why we was out. So I was like, yeah. this is this is a whole nother level here. Cause yeah, my brother's job did it here, but they they didn't they they act they said it was gonna go to that, but it didn't really make it mm-hmm. to that point, you know, but mm-hmm. it was almost there. Yeah. But it, Absolutely, uh, absolutely. But if the people want to reach out to you, how can they contact you? Exactly. I'm going to ask you before you leave here, last question. Uh, where do you see 
I can't just say one thing because again, again, you're not ordinary. You got so many things going on. What do you see yourself? Because you are the brand. What do you see yourself in the next five years? Next five years, I will, you know, be in, you know, I'll be a national brand in the next five years. You'll be seeing it, you know, it'll be more prevalent. You'll see stuff probably, you know, um, you know, I say I already got that celebrity, you know, rapper, you know, Dory and the art dealer, you know, yeah. who, who rap, you know, uses, uses, you know, like people bragging. Now it's kind of heavy with Dior this and then, you know, Paddock this and, you know, a Richard Milley this, you know. Mm-hmm. But in five years, I think you'll pretty much, you'll hear some of them, you know, bragging about wearing my garments, you know, um, wearing my threads, you know. Um, I'll be in retailers across the country. You know, I, I see in the next five years possibly doing a collab with some major footwear brand. You know, I, 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 you know, a lot of times people be like, man, I never thought this would happen. You know, and they just trying to be a little humble or whatever. But I really think it's going to happen because I'm going to try to do what it takes to do it. So yeah. when it does happen, I'm not going to be able to tell that lie. I'm like, I don't know how this happened. Yes, I do. I work my butt off for it. Yeah, yeah. So I see, I see, you know, in, in the next, within the next five years, you know, me doing a, a, a collab with, you know, like I say, some major footwear brand. I don't know, you know, which one it'll be. You know, you have to look at some offers uh, of what's going to be at the time, you know. Um, like I said, I see myself in a national brand. And then in the next five years, within then, I think I may be, um, I think I'll be more in the, in the, in the, the true, true production of it, you know, as far as, from 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 you know seed to soap, you know, yeah. being you know more involved in true true manufacturing aspects of it, and if I can accomplish that, I think I'll have me more. But uh, I may have been moved on, honestly. You know, mm-hmm. not, not do away with it. You know, what I'm saying I still had a bad ordinary, but you know, some things have its lifespan. But nationally, it isn't that known, so I'll have the lifespan nationally. But I think I'll be in a move. And created something else as far as a high-end, true, mm-hmm. true designer type, you know, um, I'm kind of getting a little feel of that. I'm kind of getting my own, you know, identity and, and confidence of just doing what it is that I do. Just, you know, like a true, true designer, you, you just make it and you know somebody's going to, you know, sometimes I, I design based on I know this going to be kind of basic. We're on the meal. These type going to like it. It's not really a high risk. Mm-hmm. But I think by by year five, you know, in five within the next five years, I'll be just you know not not arrogant, but I'll be confident enough to whatever I think of, I ain't gonna tone it down, you know, yeah. and, and I'll release it, and that's gonna put me into the the higher end, you know, and I'll be in the probably designer market. So like I say, you have people, you know, what I'm saying, you know, probably, you know. Uh, really excited to say my name that they rocking my you yeah know, you know stuff like that so I, I i see myself in five years you know like a national brand major collab stuff like that all right sounds good man and i know that you're going to get it you know because again uh look where you are now and i saw where you started so big ups to all the hard work and much love and much respect and you know i'm behind you 110 percent and I just want to say I really appreciate you coming on today and speaking with us. And I wish you all the best in all your your future endeavors, my brother. I want to tell you, appreciate it, man. Thank you for finding me worthy enough, you know, to, to, to be on the show. You know, I mean, hey, man, that's, that's just the real. You know, yeah. you got you to put your best foot forward and you got to put quality on because you're putting out a quality product. So within that, you know, you thought enough of me, you know, as a quality guest to be on there. So, I, man, I really appreciate that, you know. Um, you know, and thank you for, for inviting me to your listeners and, and allowing me to, you know, reach those ears that I wouldn't have normally reached. You know, I'm thankful for it and I, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, I'm behind you whenever, you know, anything you do, you know, just yeah. give me a call. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, take care, my brother. And I appreciate you. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. Peace. What up, Tay Schoolers? If you enjoyed that last episode, make sure that you share, like, and comment on all media platforms where you listen to your podcast at. Apple Music, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen to, make sure that you check out Tay School of Fitness, Fitness Corner Podcast. 
We really appreciate all the comments, all the encouragement, and also the recommendation of the guests. Keep sending them. We're going to keep trying to book people and bring them in. For as things going on with Tate School of Fitness, on the fitness side, we have a new eight-week transformation challenge starting January 9th. You can check out pretty soon. We're going to actually put the link in our Instagram uh, profile page. And also, you can always sign up on our TateSchoolOfFitness.com website. It's an eight-week transformation pro, uh, program challenge. Winners first, second, and third place and win some great prizes. We posted pictures of those winners uh, from the last one that we just done. So make sure that you join. Check it out. I think it's pretty good to start the year off with trying to improve and become the best version of yourself. By popular demand, the book recommendation of this week is Tony Robbins, Money Master the Game. Make sure that you check this out. It's a great book about just understanding understanding the market, understanding business, understanding how money works. So make sure you check that book out. It was a great read. As always, thanks for all of your support and have a fit day.